So, uh, all these brahmandas are in word. Uh, each of them has a predominant deity. He is called Brahma. Brahmanda, the master of this Brahmanda is called Brahma. Now the duration of this Brahma, duration of life, is only the inhaling and exhaling period of Mahal. When he is exhaling, all the Brahmanas are coming in existence. And when he is inhaling, that all vanity. This process is going on. And uh, the Supreme Person who is doing this, I mean, say, creation and dissolution, he is called Mahavishnu. Vishnu Mahansa Yajasa Kalavishesa Govinda Madhikurusam Tavamaya. So, the reference is in the Brahma Sanskrit that that Mahavishnu, he is also part and parcel of Govinda Krishna. We just try to understand what is Krishna. Then go. The innumerable universes are generated from the skin holes of this Kanodakashayi Vishnu. And in each one of the universes, the Lord enters as enters as Karma Dakshayi Vishnu. Again, after creation of the universe, He enters each and every universe. This universe is filled with water. Half. What you are saying, that is half only, and the half is filled with water. In that water, Vishnu again lying, uh, expanding. Uh, this is Vishnu's uh, path. He can expand in innumerable uh, identities. Uh, uh, that is also confirmed in the Brahma Sanghita. Advaita, Achyuta, Anadi, Ananta, Rupam. Ananta means unlimited. And Rupam means form. It is expanding in unlimited number of forms. We are also expansion of this form. Uh, this Jiva, living entity, uh, is expanding in two ways. Samsa and Vivinna. Samsa means Vishnu. One expansion, expansion is just directly he himself. And another expansion is uh, separated from That separated from him, we are. We living entities, we are also Vivinna. We are also part and parcel, but we are separated. Therefore, we have got the full potency of God. We have got potencies of God. The six potencies, namely, 
opulent, uh, fame, strength, beauty, knowledge, and renunciation. We have also got this in minute quantity. Uh, whatever we see, we see here, the richest man in the world, that is only minute particle of the richness of God. Because we are part and parcel, minute part and parcel. Uh, therefore, we have got all the opulences in minute form. Just like uh, gold and a minute particle of gold, chemically analyze the small particle of gold has got all the composition as the original big gold. Uh, the drop of seawater, chemically the drop of seawater has got all the composition as the big seawater. Similarly, we have got all the qualities of God, but in minus quantity. That is the difference between God and all. Or, in other words, you can study God also by studying yourself. Whatever propensities you have got, that is also there in God. Everything. Otherwise, that from it comes. Because I am part and parcel. If I have got all these propensities, naturally, in full and without any inability, those things are present in God. Take, for example, our uh, love, uh, what you call love, of course, it is perhaps a reflection of love several times as repeated. In this material world, there is nothing like love. It is only everything perhaps a reflection of love. Just uh, like we have got affection for children, that is there also. But that is without any inability. Here also the same uh, man and woman, male and female, there is uh, attraction uh, between one another. And similarly, there is a Radha Krishna. But there is no inability. That is full and that is perfect. Here it is imperfect due to material contamination. So everything, whatever we have got, Krishna is also God, that's it. But in Krishna, it is in perfection, in us, in our conditional state of life, it is imperfect. So, if we dovetail ourselves with Krishna, then our all these propensities become perfect. The same example as I have given repeatedly, that a car is running at 70 mile speed, a cyclist catches the car, he also runs in 70 mile speed. Although the cycle hasn't got such speed, similarly, although we are minute particles of God, if we dovetail ourselves 
with the consciousness of God, of Krishna consciousness, then we become equally speedy. This is the technique. But in the Bhagavad Gita, this is also mentioned that the material world is created as interchangeable and then again is destroyed. This creation and destruction is done by the Supreme Will on account of the conditioned souls or the Nitya Bandhya, living beings. Nitya Vajra, this word is also technical. Nitya Vajra means ever condition. There are Nitya Mukta. Nitya Mukta means ever liberated. In the spiritual world, there are also uh, innumerable living entities. The, this material world is only one-fourth manifestation of Krishna's energy, God's energy. And the three-fourth energy is manifested in the spiritual world. So you can just imagine that in one-fourth a manifestation of energy of the Lord, we are so many living entities which is impossible to count. Now you can imagine how uh, many more living entities are there. But uh, here we are conditioned and they are liberated. Uh, those who are conditioned, they are called Nitya Vadha, Eva Kandi. Nitya means we do not know when our this conditional state has begun. It is impossible to trace out the history. But uh, we are conditioned. There is no doubt about it. Condition means uh, no freedom. No freedom. As spirit soul, we are free. Sarvada, uh, we can go everywhere, anywhere. Uh, even those who get some mystic power by uh, perfection of yoga practice, they can also exhibit uh, uh, some power. So why? Uh, as we become uh, free, from material condition, our original freedom comes. So one of the qualifications of the spirit soul is Sarvava. Sarvava means he can go anywhere and everywhere. But because you are conditional state, we are trying so much to go to the moon planet, we cannot go. But Narada, because he is free, he has got full spiritual body, he can go anywhere he likes. Go on. The Nitya Padya, the eternally conditioned souls, have the sense of individuality, or Ahamskara, which dictates them for sense enjoyment, which they are unable to have constitutionally. The Lord is the only enjoyer, and all others are enjoyed. The living beings are predominated uh, enjoyer, but the eternally conditioned souls, 
uh, forgetful of his constitutional position, have strong aspirations for enjoying it. This task of enjoying the matter uh, is given to the conditioned souls in the material world, and side by side they are given the chance of understanding, understanding the real constitutional position. Those fortunate living entities who catch up the truth and surrender into the lotus feet of Vasudeva after many, many births in the material world become one of the eternally liberated souls and thus are allowed to enter into the kingdom of Godhead. After, after so we can also become uh, one of them, eternally liberated. But we are not admitted in the spiritual kingdom unless we are given up this false sense of uh, lording it over the material nature. Yet, the conditioned soul, everyone is trying to become the lord, imitating. Everyone is trying. But there is trust. You are trying to become lord, I am trying to become lord. Uh, therefore, uh, there is trust. In the spiritual world, the lord is one. And there is no competition of learning it over. Therefore, uh, in the spiritual world, everything is unconditional. Freedom. Yes, go on. After this, such fortunate living entities have no more to come within the occasional material creation. But those who cannot catch up the constitutional truth are again kept merged in the Mahatattva at the time of annihilation of the material creation. When the creation is again set up, this Mahatattva is again let loose, and this Mahatattva contains all the ingredients of material manifestation, including the conditioned soul. Primarily, this Mahatattva is divided into sixteen parts, namely the five gross material elements and the eleven working instruments of our senses. Five uh, elements mean uh, the sky. Here, uh, then fire, water, and earth. And five uh, senses, according knowledge, just like uh, eye, ear, uh, tongue, smelling, we are acquiring knowledge by this. And working five senses, there's a hand, leg, uh, the genital, and in this way, there are five uh, working senses and five non-apparent senses, and mind is the same. Therefore, eleven. Eleven plus five elements equal to sixteen. It is like the cloud in a clear sky. In the spiritual sky, the effulgence of, of Brahman is spread all around and the whole system is dazzling in spiritual light. The Mahatattva is assembled in some corner of that vast and limited spiritual sky, and the part which thus is covered uh, by the Mahatattva is called the material sky. This part of the spiritual uh, This is also very important. The sky is one. Just like uh, we can experience this sky, and suppose the sky on San Francisco is uh, overcast with clouds. We say that uh, the, 
we are covered in clouds. Practically, uh, this San Francisco sky is only a fragmental portion of the whole sky. Similarly, uh, uh, the spirit, uh, real sky is a spiritual sky, parabom. When that parabom partially is clouded with mahatattva, that is all material. This is a uh, position of material world. Material world uh, is also existing in the spiritual world, but it is covered and in a fragmental uh, segment. Yes. This part of the spiritual sky, called the Mahatattva, is only an insignificant portion of the whole spiritual sky. And within this Mahatattva, there are innumerable universes. All these universes collectively is produced by the Karnal Vashayi Vishnu, called also the Mahavishnu, who simply throws his glance only to impregnate the spiritual sky to manifest. Text 2 translation. Another plenary part of the Purusha is lying down within the water of the universe from the navel lake of his body, which has crowded the lotus stem, which is the body of the universe. And on the top, from the lotus flower of Rama, the master of all engineers of the universe, is generated. Purport. The first Purusha is the Karnadakashai Vishnu. From the skin holes of him, innumerable universes have sprung up. In each and every one of them, the Purusha enters as the Garbhodakashaya Vishnu. He is lying in half portion of the universe, full with water of his body. And from the navel of Garbhodakashaya Vishnu has sprung up the stem of the lotus flower, the birthplace of Brahma, who is the father of all living beings and the master of all the demigod engineers engaged in the matter of perfect design and working of the universal order. Within the stem of the lotus there are fourteen divisions of planetary system, and the earthly planets are situated in the middle. Upwards there are other better planets, planetary systems, and the topmost system is called Brahma Loka, or the Satya Loka. Downwards, the earthly planetary system, there are seven downward uh, planetary systems, domiciled by the Asuras and similar other most materialistic living beings. From this Gabodakashaya Vishnu, there is expansion of the Kirodakashaya Vishnu, who is the collective Paramatma of all living beings. He is called Hari, and from him all incarnations within the universe are expanded. Yes, this Gabodakashaya Vishnu is the father of Brahma, who has created all these innumerable planets. And in one of the planets, uh, there is Kirodokshaya Vishnu. In that planet, the ocean is of milk. Uh, there are different kinds of ocean, as we get information from Vedic literature. As we have got here, the ocean of water, Similarly, there is ocean of uh, milk, there is ocean of oil. Uh, there is just like 
Mm. You have got uh, oil within us. Uh, similarly, in those planets there are oil oceans, milk uh, oceans. So there is one planet within this universe which has got ocean of milk. And in that milk ocean there is another bishop which is called Hirodoktairi. Hira means milk, and Udak means water. Uh, Therefore, the conclusion is that the Purusha avatar is manifested in three features, namely, first, the Kanadakashai, who creates aggregate material ingredients in the Mahatattva, second, the Gagodakashai, who enters in each and every universe, and third, the Kirodakashai Vishnu, who is the Paramatma of every material object, organic or inorganic. This Kirodakashai Vishnu is uh, in everyone's heart. Uh, he is also um, sitting with me. In the heart, I, a spirit soul, am sitting there. And Kirodakashai uh, Vishnu as Paramatma, as guiding super soul, he is also sitting uh, in the same uh, position. Uh, one is, it is stated in the Upanishad that two birds are sitting in one tree. One bird is eating the fruit and the other bird is simply witnessing. So Kirodoksai Vishnu as Paramatma, he is witnessing the activities of the individual soul. And according to the activities of the individual soul, he is getting the uh, necessary results. Uh, he is witness. Uh, in the Bhagavad Gita, uh, also it is confirmed. Anumanta Upadrashya. Upadrashya means witness. But suppose you are doing something, I have nothing to do with your activities, but I can see and think what you are doing. So he is upadrashta. And onumanta. Onumanta means the individual soul cannot do anything without the sanction of the super-soul. Either he may do something good or bad, but it has to be taken sanction from the super-soul. Just like there is an English version that not a grass moves without the sanction of God. So without sanction of God we cannot do anything. You may say that when we do something bad, why God gives us sanction? God does not give us sanction. But we uh, force him to give us that. That's what he gives us. Otherwise, he does not give thanks. But because we want to do it persistently, so God gives us thanks and all life. You can do it. And you have to uh, enjoy or suffer the results. Therefore, in the Bhagavad Gita, 
and such a vast gigantic thing going on so nicely and punctually, the sun is rising punctually, the moon is rising punctually, the fortnight is going on, the season is coming punctually, everything. And the, uh, why there should be no creator or no superintendent? That answer is there in the Bhagavad Gita. Maya Bhatsina Pratiti Suyati Satarasaram undermines superintendent. So if we accept it, then the whole uh, problem is solved. But if we don't accept it, then we have to speculate that we never to come to the right conclusion how this creation began. That is not possible to understand uh, by such way. Material nature has no power to create without the power of the Purusha. As much as a Prithi or woman cannot produce any child without the connection of a Purusha. The Purusha impregnates and the Prakriti delivers. Uh, we should not expect milk from the fleshy bag in the neck of the goat, although they look like the uh, rest blue nipples. Similarly, we should not expect any creative power from the material ingredient. We must believe in the power of the Purusha who impregnates the Prakriti, our nature. And because the Lord wished for lying down in meditation, the material energy created innumerable universes also at once, and in each of them the Lord laid himself down, and thus all the planets in the different paraphernalia were created at once by the will of the Lord. The Lord has unlimited potency, and as such he can perform as he likes in perfect planning, although personality, personally he has nothing to do, and nobody is greater or equal to him. In the Bible also it is said, God said, let there be creation and there was creation. That means God is the origin of the Yes, That is the verdict of the Veda. Text number three. Translation. It is conceived as that all the universal planetary systems are situated on the extensive bodily features of the Purusha, but he has nothing to do with the created material ingredients. This is in universal form of the law, without a Here he also. This is more or less imaginary. Uh, but without a Purusha, just like Arjun was shown, the Virata Purusha, universal form. That is not eternal. That was uh, cause and temporary for the time being. It was shown to Arjun. His body is eternally uh, in spiritual existence, Parishvalam. Purport. The conception of Virata Rupa or Vishma Rupa of the Supreme Absolute Truth is specially meant for the neophyte materialist who can hardly think of the transcendental form of the personality of Godhead. To them, a form means something of this material world, and as such, an opposite conception of the Absolute is necessary for them concentrate their minds in the power uh, extension of the Lord. As stated above, the Lord extends his potency in the form of Mahatattva, which includes all material ingredients. The extension of power by the Lord and the Lord himself personally are one 
in one sense, but at the same time, the Mahatma is different also from the Lord. Therefore, the potency of the Lord and the Lord are non-different. The conception of the Varanta Rupa, especially for the impersonalist, is thus non-different from the eternal form of the Lord. This eternal form of the Lord exists prior to the creation of the Mahatattva, and it is stressed here that the eternal form of the Lord is not is like uh, in the Bible it is said, God says, let there be creation. That means before the creation, before this material creation, God was there. And uh, material, uh, there was nothing material, therefore God's body cannot be material. Because He existed before the creation of man. So, uh, before creation of matter, there was nothing like matter. There, God was there. Therefore, conclusion is that God has no material body. He spoke, let there be creation. He spoke means he is a person. Otherwise, how he can speak? But his personality is not material because when he spoke, there was no material creation. Therefore, uh, the uh, persons with less intelligence, they cannot understand that God's body is not matter. They think that anything uh, has got a body is matter. But that is not the case. The real thing is that God has got body, but not material body. And it is confirmed in the Brahma-Sangita that Ishara Parama Krishna Tachidananda Vigra. His body is eternal, full of bliss and full of uh, knowledge. Just opposite. We have got this body which is neither eternal, nor full of bliss, uh, nor full of knowledge. This body is full of ignorance and full of misery and temporary. Therefore, God hasn't got a body like this. Uh, when in the Vedic literature it is said that God has no body, that does not mean that He has no body. He has no body like this body, material body. The Vedic literature says like this, that God has no leg, no hand, that would impersonally take advantage of it. So here it is said it. God has no leg, no hand. But the next line is, Javanagrahita, he can accept everything which he offers in, in devotion. Now how he can accept? If he has no hand, how he can accept things from us? That means, uh, he hasn't got a hand like us. His hand is different. Therefore, even though he is uh, situated in the spiritual world, which is far, far away from us, and still he says in the Bhagavad Gita, he says, 
तया The very same transcendental form of the Lord is manifested by his internal potency, 
and the formation of his multivarious manifestation of incarnations are always of the same transcendental quality without any touch of the Mahatattva. Text number four. Yes, yeah. What is your question? We offered fruit up on time to Krishna. Fruit? Yeah, fruit. Yes. Krishna. And while we were offering up, when we raised our heads, we looked at the food. We saw a rose-colored light that was vibrating all around the food. Is this how he... He is. How he is, that we can understand why he make an argument. He, for the time being, you just take it for granted that he is. How he is, that is not possible, because we cannot see him, and how can you see that how he is? So that requires uh, spiritual vision and spiritual understanding. But he is, we take it, because in the Bhagavad Gita we say that I eat. Asnami, Asnami means I eat. <coughs> 